welcome to Conversations with Leaders in Public Health, a podcast of the Heartland Center at St. Louis University. The production of this podcast was supported by funding from the CDC. Its contents are solely the responsibility of the Heartland Center at St. Louis University and do not necessarily represent the official views of the CDC. Rebecca Rosslett is the Assistant Director of the Columbia Boone County Department of Public Health and Human Services, and she has worked for the department for nearly 20 years. Prior to the COVID-19 pandemic, Rosslett was promoted to Public Health Planning Unit Supervisor. When the county began to see the impact of COVID-19, she led the department's COVID-19 epidemiology, disease containment, and contact tracing. Rosslett is an expert in project management, communicable disease investigation, community engagement, survey design and analysis, and qualitative data analysis. Rebecca, welcome to our Heartland Center podcast. Thank you for having me. So you were instrumental in guiding your department through the COVID-19 pandemic. What were some of the most important experiences from your background that prepared you to lead at this critical time? So um, prior to the pandemic, I had done some additional, some professional development and um, earned my project management certification. And the project management framework really gives you the tools that you need to take that big picture um, look at a at a project and to bring all of the pieces together and try to keep everything coordinated and moving in the same direction and in a timely fashion. And those skills really helped me in standing up our COVID investigative team. Um, we had a lot of moving parts that we needed to pull in. Uh, we had a lot of staff to onboard. We had to figure out for the first time how to do this remotely, because that is not something that has been part of our local public health experience prior to COVID. Um, We had to onboard staff very fast. We had to have um, systems in place where we could um, share information in a HIPAA compliant manner. We had technology needs. We had all of these things swirling in addition to having a, a, a big pandemic to try to manage. So that background really helped me kind of pull this team together pretty quickly and using um, where we had a lot of gaps. You know, we did not have good systems in place to do this kind of work on such a big scale and remotely. Um, And it it really helped keep my brain in a space that pulled all of these things together um, to get us through those initial few months Um, I would say the other thing is um, I have a, my background is in social services. And so I'm very comfortable interviewing people. Um, I did it for a large part of my career. And so those interviewing skills, just being able to have a conversation with someone, alleviate some of the fears they may have had about the pandemic um, and have a meaningful dialogue in a way that allows them to feel comfortable sharing information that they may not have otherwise shared. Um, I think those skills really came in handy um, when it was when we were in the throes of the pandemic. So what initially led you to the field of public health? And have you ever thought, why did I pursue this career? Why didn't I become something else instead? 
And so, if so, what was that something else? <laughs> I think I think all of us at some point in our career think I really I really should have gone down another path. Um, I actually came to public health kind of by accident. I did not know what public health was. Um, I had been working in social services. My first job was as a um, children's services worker for Division of Family Services. So I did child abuse and neglect investigations, and I was in a small county, so we did not specialize. So I did the investigation, and then I would be the caseworker for the child throughout their um, term with the, the that system. And then after doing that for a few years, I transferred to Division of Aging, where I did the same type of work, but with the elderly and adults with disabilities. And in that role, I had a lot of occasions to call the Columbia Boone County Health Department to try to find assistance for my clients. I didn't really know what they did, but I knew that when I called there and I had someone who needed help with their utilities or medication, that they were always very amenable to helping me figure out a way to make it work. And I really valued that, especially because at the time I was a state employee and seeing how things could be done differently at a local level was very appealing. And I always thought if they ever have a job open, I am going to apply. And that happened and I did, and that was 20 years ago. And so I came to public health through that social service field um, my first job at the health department was actually in our clinic as one of our social um, services specialists. So I did clinic eligibility. I gave pregnancy test results. I helped people buy their medicine. So very much in the social human services. Um, and then slowly I started to hear what other people in the office were doing. And I'm like, well, that disease sounds kind of interesting. Um, what are you doing? What do you look for when you go to a restaurant? So that exposure to other parts of the department really piqued my um, interest. I like to learn. And so a few years into my career at the department, I decided I really wanted to go back and get my master's. And I debated if I wanted to get an MSW or an MPH. And I realized that the thing that I really was excited about was public health and the, the history of public health and how much um, it impacts our day and people don't even realize it. So um, it really appeals to my need to continually learn. I learn something at my job at least once a day. Um, I'm always pulling out books and looking things up on the internet. So I really love that, that ongoing um, de brain development. Um, if I was going to do something else, I would have been a school librarian. I love kids and I love books and the library. And I think in hindsight, that would have been the path I would have chosen if I had really thought through um, my life when I was 20 years old and making decisions about a career. That's very interesting. That's what I haven't heard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hearing like most of the time I hear chef or mm -hmm. you know, do it yourself or <laughs> interior you know, designer. I think uh, matching a kiddo up with a book that was gonna make them happy would be such a great feeling. Wonderful. So what has been your most rewarding experience in public health? So one thing that I have really enjoyed um 
has been watching is because I've gradually moved into leadership roles after my time there. I really like watching other people get excited about public health. We um, in Columbia, we have a civic academy, which happens twice a year, and it's where citizens apply to go to different departments in the city and learn about what that city department does. And so when the residents come to the health department, I always like to give the presentation because I like to see people realize how much public health touches their life. Because if you have ever shopped in a grocery store in our community, or if you have a child in school or daycare, or you go into a gas station, somebody from our department was there first, making sure that the items that you're purchasing are safe and that all the rules are being followed to prevent um, the spread of illness. And I think that seeing other people like catch on to that and realize how interesting public health is, is one of the things that makes me the happiest about being in the field. And I also really value that I get to see our staff grow and develop and move up within our organization. And I think that is incredibly rewarding. Um, myself, I've been very fortunate. I believe I've had five positions at the health department over my 20 years. So I've had the opportunity to continue to grow and and move sideways and up. And, you know, I've had lots of opportunities and I really like that staff development aspect um, that I've been able to do in my career. Your expertise in community engagement, as well as survey and focus group design and analysis is truly impressive. Um, how did you build that type of expertise? And what is a, what is one of the most important lessons that you've learned along the way that could help the next Rebecca Roslett build expertise in these areas? So I would say I kind of built that expertise by accident. Um, there was a time when we, as a department, were doing our first community health assessment using the MAP process um, developed by NACHO. And someone in the department said, okay, you, Rebecca, you're going to be in charge of the community themes and strengths assessment. I didn't know what that meant. So I did some reading and I'm like, okay, this looks interesting. I like to talk to people. As I mentioned earlier, I really like doing interviews um, and I'm very much a conversationalist. So I'm very comfortable doing that, which may be how I ended up having that task. Um, but I didn't really know what that meant. So I just went looking to see what other people had done and really kind of grew my um, knowledge from there. Oh, we were very fortunate in um, the first time that we did this, we did hire an external um contractor to help us facilitate this process. So that person brought a lot of their skills to the table and I just absorbed everything that I could from that individual. Um, and then I would go and talk to other people who had done focus groups and surveys and I would ask them, how did you do this? Can you walk me through what this looked like in your community? Where did things go really well? What would you do differently next time? The beautiful thing about public health, especially local public health agencies, is that we are not in private industry. So we are not competing for um, for profit. 
you know, we are all nonprofits. We pretty much, you know, although we are, have some jurisdictional changes based on ordinances and codes, principles of public health are pretty similar across the state. <clears throat> and so it's pretty easy to find a colleague who is willing to share with you what they did. Um, the other the other thing that I did is that I looked at um, accredited health departments across the United States. And within that framework, there is a lot of sharing of information. It's very easy to get an example from an accredited health department because they want to make those materials readily available to their peer agencies. So I really just asked a lot of questions and reached out to a lot of people. Um, one of the most important lessons I learned along the way is write everything down because the farther you get into the work, the harder it is to remember what you did at the very beginning. And I think a lot of really good work happens in a lot of places. And But you don't always have an output at the end. And I think those outputs, such as a written report, are so critical. They really help others learn from your processes. It makes the outcomes of your work readily available to the general public. And most importantly, I hope you're putting in there anything that you did that didn't go well, because that learning is just as important as your successes. Um, the other thing I would recommend to anyone who needs to grow in their community engagement skills is that you, you should try to be an engaged community member yourself. So for a period of time, I took every survey that I ever saw. And the reasons for that, for one, I knew how much work somebody put into designing it, and I really wanted to honor that work. Um, but also for my own curiosity, I wanted to see how did they write that question? What kind of logic did they use when they designed this survey? Did I really like this Likert scale and how they set this up? Like you can really learn just by being a participant. Same thing with focus groups. I would sign up to go to community input meetings, anything where I, if I was, you know, a target audience member, of course. Any time when you can go and be that engaged member, you're going to leave there with some ideas because not only are you seeing it from the participants perspective, but you're also seeing how they laid that, that event out. What worked really well with communication beforehand and afterwards? Like how did the staff interact with the participants during the event? Those are all just low investment things on your part to really grow those skills and you're also really helping somebody else get input that they need by participating in their process. Um, so that's that's probably the, the best advice I would have for somebody who's just getting started with community engagement is become an engaged member of your community. That sounds like really great advice. What has been your favorite job that you've held in public health so far? Oh, boy. So I've had a, okay, that's, that's actually easy. I just had to think back through 20 years. That took me a minute. So um, one of my programs that I worked on in public health really kind of blended my background of social services and my love of public health. At the time, it was called our Healthy Babies Home Visiting Program. 
Now it's now we're using a different model, but at that time it was called Healthy Babies. And so I actually, I can't believe that it was so great. I couldn't believe I got paid to do this. I got to work with moms, uh, which I worked with moms before when I worked for the state, but that was in a very adversarial role. This is moms who wanted to engage with somebody from public health, wanted someone to come to the home and, you know, do the ages and stages development questionnaire with them and see if their kiddos were on track and help them connect with social services in the community. They really wanted that um, extra support in the home. And so I would get to go and visit with moms and babies in their house and bring them health and safety supplies and talk to moms about breastfeeding and safe sleep. And I mean, I just can't believe I got paid to do that. That was the greatest nugget of combining public health and social services that I could have possibly found. And that sound, does sound like a really rewarding experience. Mm-hmm. Um, what about your least favorite job? In public health? <laughs> yes. Or just in health. general. <laughs> in public health. Um, you know, that's really hard to say. I've had, like I said, I've been in five positions in the department and you know, they say that those who have um, close relationships with their coworkers have the highest engagement. And for myself, that has certainly been my experience. Um, I really have been so very fortunate to have such strong coworkers over the course of my career. Um, I mean, I've I've been there for 20 years. So the nurses I work with every day are also the nurses who gave my kids all of their vaccinations. I mean, it's it's a it's really a great environment to be in. I wouldn't say that I have a least favorite part of my job um, because I really love what public health does. Sometimes, you know, things are a little sad, um, but for the most part, I think I have one of the best jobs in the world. I don't have a least favorite part of public health because it all matters. Oh, that is okay. Yes. Um, One last crystal ball question. Um, What do you think the field of public health will look like in 50 years? So that it will be very interesting. And this anecdotally, I really wonder what we're going to see in public health over the next 10 years as it relates to um, vaccination behaviors. And I don't have any data to support this. I'm just thinking about, you know, some of the vaccine hesitancy that we saw during the pandemic and as a result of the pandemic for the most part. Um, And I'm it will be interesting to see if we start to see uh, an emergence of vaccine preventable, preventable diseases in the next 10, 15 years. Um, I think that public health is going to do a good job of using technology to their advantage. That's not always something that I think that we've been strong in because we are so um, immersed in the day-to-day and in looking at what's before us, but the pandemic 
really forced us to see how we could use technology to further our work. And I only see that growing. Um, I also think it'll be interesting to see what our workforce is like in the next 50 years. Because as I mentioned, I didn't even know what public health was when I got a job there. I came in through the social service lens. And I think a lot of people had no idea what public health did prior to the pandemic. And so I think it'll be interesting to see if we have more um, more students who want to enter the field of public health. We do a lot of really great work in the shadows and the pandemic really kind of put a bright light on us. Um, in some ways that's great because it's really elevated us more in alignment with other public safety agencies. Hopefully um, that will also impact our long-term public health funding. Um, so my hope is we're gonna see a lot of college students who are very interested in, in a career in public health um, or even high school students who are choosing that as their path and are seeing how it can impact the overall health of the community they live in. I'm really hopeful for that. And I hope we do a better job sharing. We do so much good work, but we're sometimes too humble. We really need to do, we need to push ourselves out there a little bit more so that the community and the policymakers and the funders, everybody is always thinking about public health the same way they do other public safety functions. Okay, Rebecca Roslett, Assistant Director of the Columbia Boone County Department of Public Health and Human Services. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Conversations with Leaders in Public Health, presented by the Heartland Center, located in the College for Public Health and Social Justice on the campus of St. Louis University at the heart of Midtown St. Louis. Health through justice for all. Local, regional, and global communities that are healthy, thriving, and just.